When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Games with Bill, everybody. I hope that you are having a fantastic day. It is episode, I don't remember right now, uh, 697. I had to look that up in the show notes. Uh, it is episode 697, and thank you so much for being here with me. It is um, August 6th, 2022, and we are recording this live over on the YouTube channel, which you can get to by heading on over to Nerdnest. TV. Big thank you to everybody who's here for the live show. I really do appreciate it. Um, I will say that you know, Dave sent in a super chat at the beginning of the show uh, just asking me how I was doing, and I want to say thank you for that. But if you are here for the live show and you have a question about video games that you want me to talk about, you have a topic that you absolutely 100% want to make sure that I see, uh, then you can use that super chat. I will answer regular questions that come in as well, but if you want to guarantee that I'm going to answer a question, then you can use that super chat and I will be able to uh, pick that out of chat and make sure that I talk about that at the end of the show. With that being said, it is time for us to get started on today's episode of Games with Bill. And I want to start by talking about Microsoft. Um, Microsoft is doing something that I'm extremely happy about. And the reason that I'm extremely happy about this is because in my house, I subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate. Um, my son, who does not have an Xbox uh, at all, but has a PC, he subscribes to Game Pass PC. And Microsoft is introducing Game Pass family plans. Now, they are currently testing the Game Pass family plans uh, over in two countries i think it was scotland and then there was another one i can't it doesn't it's not important which two countries they're 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 starting testing with but they are starting that's the wrong this is the wrong story um (laughs) sorry about that i gotta go back and find the right story here we go uh in colombia and in ireland uh you can now use this new game pass offer which is basically family plan here is what Uh, Microsoft has to say about it. They said, we're always looking for ways to deliver and experiences that offer players more choice and value in how they discover and experience games with their communities. Starting today in Colombia and Ireland, Xbox insiders can begin a preview, a plan that allows multiple people to share game pass ultimate benefits. This makes it even easier to play the best game pass games with friends and family across console, PC, and cloud by enabling you to add up to four people to your subscription, all with their own unique access to Game Pass Ultimate games, content, and benefits. Uh, now, things that we we need to keep in mind. Whatever the pricing ends up being doesn't matter for these other countries because prices are different in different places anyway. So 
people are going to be like, well, how much is this going to cost? We don't know that yet. Uh, and that's a super, super important thing. We don't know how much it's going to cost. Here's my question to all of you. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, uh, then leave a comment down below. If you are listening to this in your favorite podcast player, then you can at me uh, on Twitter, and there'll be links to that in the uh, in the show notes. And I want to know, how much do you think is acceptable for Game Pass Ultimate, which I believe, if I remember correctly, and somebody in chat will probably correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's $25 a month. If you are getting up to five members to all be able to share the same subscription, how much should that cost? And should it cost different amounts depending on how many members? Because if it were me, I would say, okay, well, it's $25 a month for just one. Uh, For two, it's, I don't know, $35 a month. For three, it's $45 a month. And, you know, it keeps going up from there. And those are just numbers that I'm, I'm pulling out of the air. And, um, oh, uh, Dedalus in chat says it's $15 a month uh, currently. So I, I was wrong about that. Okay, so starting back at $15. Uh, see, I paid for it so long ago, and I have, like, a long subscription for it. I couldn't remember. Um, okay, so if it starts at 15 then for family plan, for just two people, I'm thinking 25 uh, Actually, if, if it's only 15 I'm thinking 20 And go up by $5 increments based on how many people. So at the end of the day, uh, you got $15 for the base. To have four other people added to that, that's going to be an extra $20. And that brings it up to $35 a month. I think that that's fair, especially when you consider that if you are going to buy Game Pass for those five people, because you're sharing it with four other people, uh, Game Pass for five people, Game Pass Ultimate, that's $15 a month times five. I'm not going to try and do math live while I'm doing the show, but that's a lot more than $35 a month. And I think that that's a really, really good deal. So again, we don't know exactly how much it's going to cost, but it doesn't matter right now how much, how like, I mean, obviously it matters how much it costs, but uh, we don't have any information to share there. Now they did say uh, that there are some known issues and that's why they're currently like beta testing it, trying to figure out what exactly are the issues that they need to worry about. And the known issues that they have are invited members who have an existing subscription may encounter an error when accepting an invite. So essentially what you have to do is cancel your subscription before somebody else invites you. Uh, Attempting to upgrade twice within 24 hours will be blocked. I'm guessing this is so if you get a an error and then you try again, you're not like going to get double charged for it or something like that. Uh, for example, upgrading from Xbox Live Gold to Game Pass Ultimate will work, but attempts to use the then upgrade from Ultimate to Game to Xbox Game Pass Insider Preview will be blocked for 24 hours and they will give you a generic error code. Um, well, what's the reason for that? I wonder if they're trying to skirt around some pricing shenanigans that we, the users, have uh, have taken to doing in the past. Anyway, other issues that they've run into, uh, a, a Microsoft family account members will not receive an email when automatically added to a group. Um, hopefully they, they change that, I guess, because uh, that'd be great because I could sign up and then my family members would automatically get notified and I wouldn't have to do anything. They could just follow a link in the in the email. 
A primary account holder may see a something went wrong error when trying to share directly to two or more account family members at once after purchase. Um, that's kind of weird to me, but okay. Uh, error when trying to pur- purchase Xbox Game Pass Insider Preview Plan and subscription sharing get help link uh, is going to be there. It looks like there's uh, a, a, the get help link is not going to be the correct get help for you if you're trying this out. Listen, this is only for people in Colombia and Ireland. So my audience, mostly people in the United States, for for the most part, I know that there's some people who live outside of the United States. Uh, I think that that's awesome. Uh, One Pint Johnny in chat uh, says, insiders testing in Ireland, 21 euros? I think that's the euro sign. I'm sorry, I'm a stupid, selfish American, and I I think that that's the euro sign. Uh, and is converting to approximately $25. Very good value. Wow, that is a really good value. Of course, remember remember that different countries will have different pricing. That happens all the time. Um, I don't know why it happens all the time. It should just be like, this is the price and this is what you're going to pay. But different countries end up with different pricing. Thank you for the information, One Pipe Johnny. Um, and then DJ Overload in chat gave me, did the math for me. It was $75. So if it turns out to be $25 versus $75 for all those other, to to have five people with Game Pass Ultimate, that is a ridiculous value to something that is, in my opinion, already the best value in gaming. It's already the best value in gaming, in my opinion. It's a ridiculously good deal. And I've played so many games that I otherwise wouldn't have tried thanks to Game Pass. So I think that that's really, really interesting. Uh, Hank Slate in chat says, my guess, they'll ask for $50 for four family members. That's $10 off four ultimate memberships. 25 to 30 would be great. Yeah, well, we will see uh, when this comes to all the other places, but I know I personally am excited about it. And honestly, as somebody who has an Xbox and a PS5, and I subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate, and my son subscribes to Game Pass PC, and then he subscribes to PlayStation Plus Premium. I think that if we if we got this and it was a really good deal, I might also subscribe to PlayStation Plus Premium, and then I would have all of the subscriptions except for the Nintendo Extra one, uh, which I still don't feel like is really worth it to me. Um, Dion in chat says so. Can I use Game Pass without an Xbox? Well, they have a PC-only Game Pass that you can subscribe to. And if you subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate, that also includes Xbox Cloud Streaming, which leads us perfectly into the next story. And that is that Tencent and Logitech have teamed up to make a a, a Steam Deck rival. Now, I don't like that, that PC World is calling this the Steam Deck rival. I'm... Here's what here's what I think that they're doing here. They're playing the SEO the SEO uh, 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 game. Uh, if you don't know what it is, SEO is search engine optimization. And by putting Steam Deck and Rival in the title of this article, that is going to get it to show up higher in search ranks because a lot of people are are looking for Steam Deck news. By the way, if you like Steam Deck news, make sure you check out my other podcast, On Deck. It's a PC gaming podcast that focuses heavily 
on the Steam Deck. I think most of you probably know about that, but I figured I would tell you anyway. Um, but Logitech is making this Steam Deck rival that is going to run GeForce Now and Xbox Game Pass. It's supposed to be coming later this year. Now, if you're watching the video of the show, this is not what it looks like. This is a mock-up by PC World based on a, a previous device called the Qualcomm G3X. I think I talked about it on the show in the past. Um, but basically, this is a device which will support multiple cloud gaming services. And both Microsoft and GF, uh, GeForce have been working with Logitech to make sure that their um, uh, services will run on this platform. I think that that's great. However, my guess is that this device is really more along the lines of a lower power device, whereas the Steam Deck is, I mean, yes, compared to the current gen consoles, and the big beefy PCs that people have, the Steam Deck is underpowered. But um, this thing, it's my understanding that is going to be focused more for cloud gaming. Now, as far as what chipset it has in it, I'm going to read some stuff off off to you. It's got ARM-based mobile gaming and, uh, oh, well, no, 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 hold on. The Switch, okay, I'm just going to read this real quick. Uh, the Switch is based on NVIDIA's Tegra platform, uh, which is meant for mid to high end, and that's older stuff. I think that NVIDIA is onto the Tegra 2 by now. Um, the Steam Deck has AMD's uh, uh, chips inside. Um, Logitech G handheld could minimize local hardware almost entirely, offloading most of the heavy lifting to graphics and gameplay to remote streaming servers. Exactly what I thought, what I uh, suspected. This thing is focused heavily on streaming your games to you. Now, I'm here to tell you, and I know that as soon as somebody mentions cloud gaming, that there's going to be people that are like, well, it's not going to work. It works. I've used Stadia. Stadia works really well. It feels like you're playing on a local machine. I've used GeForce Now, 3080 tier. Feels like you're playing on a local machine. It's very, very impressive. I've used Xbox Cloud Gaming. Doesn't feel as good as the other ones, but it's also like just included with your Game, um, game Pass subscription, so there's that. Uh, the idea that cloud gaming is never going to work is it's wrong. It works. Now, does it work for everybody? No, it doesn't. Does it work everywhere? No, it doesn't. So this thing, I think, is definitely going to have a, an uphill battle because the way that I use cloud gaming is on Ethernet. I, am, I always use it on Ethernet. I've tried cloud gaming on my Steam Deck. doesn't work all that great. Why doesn't it work that great? Because of Wi-Fi. Is Wi-Fi fast enough? Sure, but there's still a little bit of latency there. Whenever I play a game and I've got Ethernet, though, it feels great. It feels really, really great. So this device is meant to be played in handheld all the time. And it doesn't really make much sense to me to have a device that is only for cloud, a portable device that's only for cloud. I'm perfectly fine with having a box that you can plug into your Ethernet and, and hook it up to your TV and then have uh, cloud gaming because Ethernet is stable and reliable and works so much better. But a portable device, 
There's going to be so many times when you want to use it and you can't because you're not in a place that has good enough uh, Wi-Fi. Anyway, let me know what you all think about this thing. I know that there's a lot of people who see that Tencent is uh, involved in this and they're automatically like, nope, get them out of here. I'm not interested. I totally understand that. And I get where you're coming from. But they have their hands in so many different pies. They're unavoidable at this point. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's their dedicated, and my my light just sh- turned off, so I'm going to have to pause the show in a second and fix that. That is my th- that is their dedicated cloud gaming handheld uh, that works with GeForce Now and Xbox Cloud Gaming. Nothing about Stadia, nothing about Luna on there. Very, very interesting. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And actually, before we move on to the next uh the the next thing I I paused the show for a minute to replace a uh, a battery in my light and uh, somebody asked a really good question do you think oh man where did it go I saw it and it scrolled away and now I can't find it uh, oh it was Dave it's right there on the bottom it says do you think Xbox will ever let us play our already purchased games on XCloud boy that is I mean it, XCloud Xbox Cloud Gaming definitely has a latency problem for me. I've talked to other people who have said it's just fantastic and they've never had a latency problem. Um, For me, they definitely have a latency problem. But my other biggest gripe with them is that there's no way for me to just buy a game and just play it. I mean, they have ways for you to, um, what's the word I'm looking at? Like you can, you can play free to play games and not even have to subscribe to Xbox cloud gaming like Fortnite which is super impressive. Like that is, that costs Microsoft a bunch of money. What, what, why do they do that? They do that because it lets people try cloud gaming without having to have any cost to them at all. And to find out, Oh, it's actually not as bad as everybody thought it was going to be. Uh, the internet's fast enough for this. So, I mean, if they can do the free to play stuff, then why can't they do the games that we've purchased? And I think it has to do less with Microsoft having anything to do with that and more that publishers don't want that. And I don't understand why GeForce has run into all kinds of problems where they've been sued by publishers saying, don't put our games on your service. So often that that happened that NVIDIA eventually said, you know what? Forget it. All of our games have to be opt-in. So now even if nobody object, like even if... I don't know, the people behind Graveyard Keeper. That's just a game that I played this morning, so it's in my head. Even if uh, the people behind Graveyard Keeper have no objections to the game being on GeForce, unless they reach out to GeForce and say, hey, put put my game on your system, they won't do it. And that's easily the, the best solution for NVIDIA to avoid lawsuits, but it's not the best solution for, um, for NVIDIA to have a a service that is widely accepted because a lot of people 
they they look at the games that are on GeForce now and they're like, well, I don't I don't really play any of those games. It doesn't have the games that I want, and so I'm not going to do it. And it doesn't make any sense to me because the publishers are the ones getting in the way there. And the publishers are the ones that stand to benefit because it means that people who have a crappy Chromebook can't subscribe to GeForce Now and play their games without buying a big PC. And it's not like those big, like, it's not like me going out and buying a big beefy PC is monetarily beneficial to the publishers. What do they care where we play our games? Anyway... Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, let's, let's go ahead and, oh, and, uh, Primo Yannick says, yes, they put out a teaser before. So I, I mean, I remember reading about that, but I think, I think that Microsoft has to just get the publishers to be on board with this. All right, let's move on and talk about Nintendo. Boy, oh boy, the Nintendo Switch has sold a lot of units. Um, it just came out as of as of June 30th, uh, which I know I'm recording this in August, but most of these numbers are always a little bit behind anyway. Uh, but over on Nintendo's uh, official website for this, they have sold 111 million units of the Nintendo Switch. Um I can't remember. Let's let's check out the Game Boy. The Game Boy is Nintendo's best-selling system ever, which is crazy to say. Uh, but the Game Boy sold 118.7 million units. The Nintendo Switch is only 7 million units behind. 7 million units behind. To put that in perspective, we compare that to the Wii. The Nintendo Switch has outsold the Wii, by 10 million units. The Wii, which was Nintendo's, like, they they sold that thing like gangbusters. They sold 118 million uh, Game Boys and 111 million Switches. And the Switch has only been out for five years? Is it five years or six years now? Uh, 2017, I'm not going to do math. It's been, out, it's been out for a while. But not that long. And it is just selling like crazy. And this is in the middle of a worldwide chip shortage. That is really, really impressive. The Switch is really fantastic. Um, oh, Jackson Holden uh, says that the DS is actually... Oh, yeah, geez, wow, that is much better. The DS is their best-selling unit ever, and that is at 154 million units. So the Switch has uh, a little bit of catching up to do to the DS, but they're about to outsell the Game Boy. Now, what I will say is this. Nintendo was recently asked, or at a shareholders meeting, are you going to be bringing out new hardware? And they said, we're not bringing out any new hardware this year. Now, when they say we're not bringing out any new hardware this year, does that mean we're not going to bring out a Nintendo Switch with like a, uh, I don't know, a Splatoon 3 theme? No. What they mean is we're not going to bring out a new variation of the Nintendo Switch like the Nintendo Switch OLED edition or the thing that everybody keeps asking about, the Nintendo Switch Pro. I will say this. I love the Nintendo Switch. I have hundreds of games on the Nintendo Switch. That is a wonderful system. When it came out five years ago, it was already dated hardware 
That was the NVIDIA Tegra, like, one. N- NVIDIA's onto the Tegra 2 already. The Nintendo Switch was already dated hardware when it came out five years ago. You compare that to now, and holy cow, it is really dated hardware. And it's really starting to show. You look at the games that you can play on the Nintendo Switch, and it's showing that it's dated hardware, especially um, with like newer games or games that are ported. Now, that's not to say that you can't get good games on the system, because that's a ridiculous thing to say. You look at Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which just came out. That game just came out, and it has, like, I was watching a Digital Foundry video about um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. What they've been able to do with Nintendo's hardware is really impressive, and it's mostly through upscaling. Like, they have some some really good upscaling going on in that game to make it look really nice and clean and not a blurry mess like, say, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. But, I mean, at what point do they do they have to say, all right, that's it, we're going to have to cut off here and introduce more powerful hardware? I think it has to be soon. Uh, but it's not going to be this year. So we got at least six more months. If I were a betting man, I would say, you know when the best time to release brand new hardware is with Breath of the Wild uh, 2. We'll have that game come out on March 3rd, uh, which is the anniversary of Breath of the Wild 1. And it'll, it will ship with a brand new Nintendo Switch that is more powerful. And, uh, I mean, in my opinion, it would be really great if it was more comfortable to use. As a Steam Deck user, I've hardly touched my... I, I don't play my Switch almost ever in handheld mode. Well, actually, I, I did... I did recently pick, uh, get these uh, controllers right here. Uh, they're absolutely fantastic controllers. Um, really much more comfortable in the hand. And if I was playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3 right now, which I'm not, but if I were, this is like I would be playing it portably like this because this controller is uh, super comfortable. Uh, they're called the Nixie Gaming Joy-Cons, I think. They're really cool. Anyway, that's beside the point. That's a complete aside and it doesn't matter. I would love the Switch to come out with more powerful hardware so that we don't get a blurry mess. But, you know, good news, Monolith Soft is helping with Breath of the Wild 2, and that's probably why Breath of the Wild 2 looks so good. So when will we get new Switch hardware? Well, nobody knows. But I think that it is it is overdue for new hardware. But I also think that Nintendo wants to break that record. They want the Switch to be their best-selling console of all time. That way, when they do bring out the Switch 2 or, or the Switch Pro or whatever it is that they want to call it, they can say, this is Nintendo's best-selling system of all time, and here's how we made the best-selling system of all time better. I think that that would be really a smart move by Nintendo. Uh, they only got to sell 60 million more, uh, 60 million? No, 40 million more uh, units, which at the rate that they're going they're going to be able to do, especially with games like Splatoon 3 and Breath of the Wild 2 coming down the pipe. Uh, that those, those That's going to sell quite a bit. Speaking of Nintendo, I want to move on and talk about Mario Kart 8. Uh, they have uh, the, the Wave, Wave 2 data mine tells us about future courses that you might get in the game. If you did not know, um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which I think at this point is a seven-year-old game, It was originally on the Wii U. The Wii U only sold 14 million units worldwide, I believe. 
and 14.7 million, if my memory serves correctly. Um, <laughs> and Mario Kart 8 was on that system. When the Switch came out, Nintendo knew only 14 million people had a chance to play this game. So we're going to sell Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, which is all of the DLC that came with Mario Kart 8 and the game, all for 60 bucks. And we've talked about it on the show a million times, whether or not that's uh, a good move or a bad move. I think it was a good move on Nintendo's part. And of course it was because they've sold a million copies of Mario Kart 8. It's like their best-selling game, I think. Anyway, um, recently, as part of Nintendo's Switch Online uh, expansion pass that has the N64 games and the Sega games, it also gives you access to all the updated DLC that's coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And Wave 2 has a data mine that tells us about possible future courses. Now, this is coming from uh, Games Radar, and they are quoting a Twitter user named Oatmeal Dome, who went into the uh, the sources. Actually, I'm not going to look at that because that's not organized very well for me to read. Uh, they went into like the, the code and started data mining all of the stuff that you could download. And here's what they found. They found that you might be able to go on London Loop, which is from Mario Kart Tour. That's uh, the the phone game. Uh, Peach Gardens, which is a D- DS game. Uh, Boo Lake, Broken Pier from the GBA. Rock Rock Mountain from the 3DS. Berlin Byways from Mario Kart Tour. Again, the phone game. Uh, Waluigi Stadium. Wario Coliseum from the GameCube. Mary Mountain. Rainbow Road for the 3DS. Amsterdam Drift from Mario Kart Tour. Los Angeles Laps from Mario Kart Tour. Like, these are all the games that are supposed to be coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in Wave, uh, well, after Wave 2 sometime. All I have to say is when uh, that wave came out, my Twitter timeline, excuse me, very quickly filled up (laughs) with people playing old Mario Kart courses on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And it made me want to play that game again. That is that is my favorite racing game. I love Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> everybody in chat's telling me different names for the next Nintendo Switch. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you some of them in just a second, uh, dear listener. Uh, but my Twitter feed just filled up with screenshots and videos of people playing Mario Kart. Old, um, nostalgic levels of Mario Kart on the new Mario Kart. And that makes me want to play that game again. Uh, Maybe I need to update it and subscribe to the thing. Let me know if you subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online's expansion pass. I still have not. Uh, I just think it's too expensive, but, you know, maybe that's just me. Uh, Anyway, people are giving me names for the new Nintendo Switch. The Super Switch, which I think is good. Uh, The Switch 64, the Switch Cube, the Switch U, the new Nintendo Switch. Um, Yeah, there's lots of different ones there. Um, Jackson Holden in chat says, I love that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is getting 48 additional DLC tracks. It already had like 32 courses, so it's more than doubling the content. That's crazy. That is crazy. I 100% agree with you. All right. Last story of the show. Have you played Atari today? Now, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you are probably aware that I played World of Warcraft and only World of Warcraft for about seven years. I love that game. I made a lot of friends in that game, people that I still talk to today. 
Um, I love MMOs. And Blizzard was working with a company called NetEase. And they were working on a World of Warcraft mobile game. Now, I have said a million times I don't care for mobile games. In fact, I just tried a mobile game this week. Um, I got to look and see what it's called because it's a stupid name. Um, it's um, Amazing Bomberman. I'm trying. I'm bringing it up on my phone right now. It's by Konami. And I think it's called Amazing Bomberman. It's taking forever to load. But Amazing Bomberman, yeah, Amazing Bomberman is what it's called. Thank you. Sorry, I don't know why I needed to get it right, but I did. I tried that game. It's part of Apple Arcade. I already subscribed to Apple Arcade, not because I want to play games on my phone, but because I subscribed to Apple One for Apple TV and Apple Music and um, uh, the storage for my phone and all that stuff. Uh, we have, like, the fam- the family plan. It's a really good deal, I think. And it comes with Apple Arcade. Now, my kids... Like, they, they play the games on their phones. I don't like playing games on my phone, but I'm a fan of Bomberman. So I downloaded Amazing Bomberman and tried it out. Yeah, not not really anything that I'm interested in. That being said, a World of Warcraft game on the phone, I mean, maybe that could be compelling. I don't know. But it doesn't matter because we're never going to see it because it's been canceled after four years of development. I mean, we've seen a lot of people talking about um, WB, no, HBO, whoever. Yeah, WB canceling Batgirl, Batwoman. I can't remember. Um, the, the new Bat, not, not Batman movie. You know what I mean? That got canceled after it's finished. And they spent $90 million on it. Now, I don't know how much uh, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard spent on this game. But to work on it for four years and then just shut it down? I mean, look, that is that is what Blizzard has always tended to do. Uh, Overwatch was originally supposed to be a sequel. Not a sequel. It was supposed to be an MMO. And then they ended up, I can't remember what it was called, but they ended up canceling it. And then they just reused the assets and turned it into a first-person shooter years later. Um, Titan, I think it was called Project Titan, I think. Somebody in chat will remind me. Uh, but anyway, there was this World of Warcraft mobile game that they worked on for four years, um, and now it is canceled. Again, I don't really play mobile games, but I love MMOs. I adore MMOs. Uh, enough that I actually tried out the Diablo uh, mobile game, which I was not a fan of. Uh, anyway, I, I will say that overall, uh, let me just click on that, uh, overall, I don't like mobile games, but I would definitely have given that a try. Bat person. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Daedalus. Uh, bat person. I can't remember if it's bat girl or bat woman. Um, and I didn't want to say it wrong. Uh, and then lone wolf 925 says, yeah, project Titan was supposed to be the successor to wow. And then they ended up turning that into overwatch, which I think I talked about overwatch two on a previous episode. Anyway, what do you guys think about this? Is this something that you care about? I've long wanted a way to play World of Warcraft mobile. This wasn't going to be that, though. This was going to be a different game. You weren't logging in to World of Warcraft. Uh, I will say this. I did see on the Steam Deck subreddit this morning, or maybe it was yesterday, of somebody was playing World of Warcraft on their Steam Deck. And I thought for a second, boy, I could, I could, 
I do love WoW, but I don't I don't need to get sucked back into that. I uninstalled Final Fantasy fourteen. I uninstalled Elder Scrolls Online. I un- I uninstalled World of Warcraft. I've gotten rid of all of my MMOs that they're none of them are installed right now. And I don't I don't need I don't need to go back to that the dark side. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that's it for today's episode of Games with Bill. And I just want to say a big thank you to the nearly eighty people who showed up to hang out in the live chat. Even though I didn't give you any notice at all, I just went live. So if you want to make sure that you can uh, find the show uh, when it goes live, then make sure you head on over to nerdnest.tv. That's my YouTube channel. And subscribe. Turn on notifications so you get notified and you can be here for the live show. I really do appreciate that. And uh, we will stick around for a little bit after the live show for a little post-show stuff. And maybe that stuff will go on to the Patreon version of the show. So thank you so much to all of you. Let's uh, let's wrap things up. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.